Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Replenish Me show on radio and YouTube, um, where we share strategies for women to learn how to nourish themselves, energize themselves, and, of course, reframe their perspective with sweet talk. I'm so honored to have Lindsay McCarthy with me today. She's the author of The Miracle Morning, and she's going to share that system with us today and some strategies that homeschooling moms can use. They live part-time in Pennsylvania and part-time in Colorado. So welcome to the show, Lindsay. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm, I'm so happy you're sharing our story because like most of the time I've been interviewing um, women who have businesses, but they, you know, they're not homeschooling. So this is a treat for me because you know I'm homeschooling. So. <laughs> Um, yeah. or quite a few of my listeners may be too, so they may feel left out, you know? Um, so just tell me, how did you guys, um, come into this opportunity to co-author and, you know, what's your story behind the Miracle Morning? Yeah. So, um, well, my husband and I, we got pretty into personal development a few years ago. A friend of ours, Tim Rhodes, started this organization called One Life Fully Lived, and he and I went to the very first one in 2010. And it was in Tim's teeny tiny town of Portola, California. And there was like, I don't know, 75 people there. So we went to that one. Tyler was about 18 months old. He was the only baby there. <laughs> and um, so then we took a couple of years off because we had another baby and it was just too much to juggle. And then in 2000. 14, Tim called us up and said, you guys will not believe how this thing has blown up. I would really love you guys to come out to Reno and, you know, experience the conference again. So we're like, sure, we're there. Um, and Hal Elrod, who's the author of The Miracle Morning, the original, was the keynote speaker there. So Mike and I are sitting in the audience taking his story, which he has an incredible story when he was 19 years old, he was in a car accident and almost, actually he did technically die on the table for a couple of minutes and came back to life. And in that coming back, he kind of felt like he had the second chance at life and, you know, a whole new perspective, like, what am I going to do with this? And then in 2008, he kind of hit what he calls his second rock bottom, where he was this motivational speaker and coach. And he's, because of the economy, he started losing all his clients. He lost his car. He was about to lose his house. And he called up his friend, John, and said, John, what do I do? And John was like, well, what does your morning look like? And he's like, uh, I don't know. I just get up and I you know, wallow in my pity. And he's like, well, maybe you should change that. So he's like, this is what I want you to do. Go run and listen to some Jim Rohn or something. <laughs> right. So Hal like gets on his Walkman and his uh, basketball shoes because he wasn't really a runner. <laughs> and he runs like two blocks listening to Jim Rohn. And something that Jim Rohn said to him in, his, in the audio was, you know, your success will rarely succeed your 
your level of personal development. And that just kind of struck a chord with him. So he went home and started researching, like, what do all the most successful people do in the morning? And, you know, somebody was like, oh, silence is the best thing that has ever happened to me. And others swore by affirmations. And so he, he was like, what if I took the top six that I found and did all of them in the morning? Mm. And so what he developed was what he called his miracle morning. He kept putting it in his planner as his miracle morning. And he would practice silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing or journaling. And, you know, he says that's kind of what saved his life. It brought him back um, to the successful person he is today. So when we heard that story, and he said something in his speech that really struck a chord with me, which was, um, you know, the, the level you take responsibility of your own life is the level you'll be successful. You know, like you have to take 100% responsibility. And at that time in my life, I was really using my young children as an excuse as to why I couldn't be successful. And, you know, they were kind of holding me back. And when I heard Hal's story, like he literally died. (laughs) And here I am like, oh, I have two babies. I can't do anything. So I was just like, I can't use that excuse anymore so when mike and i got home we're like we're gonna do this miracle morning thing we're gonna wake up early and you know commit to it so we started doing that and as we started doing that our two young kids who were um i think four and two at the time started waking up early too and they would come and interrupt our miracle morning and we're like man now we have a different problem (laughs) and um So the way we kind of solved that problem was uh, it actually took my two-year-old to tell me, like, Mommy, I want to do what you're doing. I was like, oh, yeah, why don't we teach them? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so we started teaching them pieces of the Miracle Morning. And as soon as they figured out, like, it wasn't playtime with Mommy and Daddy, that, you know, they had to do something, (laughs) they started sleeping to their normal hour again. And Mike and I could get up before them and, you know, have our me time. And then when they woke up, we would help them with their miracle morning. And um, about a month or so into this experiment, my six-year-old said to me, he's like, mommy, I don't get it. Why do I have to save my life every day? (laughs) Because the acronym is Lifesavers. I'm like, oh, well, we we don't have to save your life. What do you want to call it? (laughs) (laughs) So we started playing with the words of the savers and created a new acronym for children, which is called the CHARMS. And Mm -hmm. it stands for uh, creativity, health, affirmations, reading, meditation, and service. Mm -hmm. So like it's a little bit simplified and also kind of broadened from the savers. Um, but it's still pretty much all the same practices. And um, we just added one too. The, the service is kind of an addition. <laughs> That's beautiful. And, That's a great way to teach kids. And you're right. You know, like our kids are totally, totally our teachers. Um, mm-hmm. I think that homeschooling is like a, the biggest misnomer, right? Because what's <laughs> happening there is like, it's more like uh, family education, right? Because yeah you're learning from them, they're learning from you, and um, they're showing you, you know, I'm just a little person and I I can do everything you do, just, you know, make it for me. So that's beautiful, I love that, charms. And that's what they are, they are little charms, aren't they? 
Yeah. And so when we, when we came up with that word, I was like, oh my gosh, it couldn't have been more perfect. <laughs> I know, right? And service. Right? These charmed little lives, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and the service comes so natural for the little ones, right? It's something that we mm -hmm. as adults and like, you know, you hear everyone talking about, you know, cultivating gratitude and making that part of your life. But so it's like you see in children, it's a normal thing. Like they want to, mm -hmm. to serve other people. And that is like, just like gratitude at its best. So, or. You yeah, know. actually in, in the book, uh, we cite this study where they had one-year-olds and they had a researcher carrying like a bunch of stuff and accidentally drop it and the the little ones they would like jump over stuff to like help pick it up <laughs> and yeah. like, but if the person purposely threw it down they wouldn't so like they really are geared towards service and gratitude and they want to be helpful <laughs> yeah they do i love that so <clears throat> i guess we met through sean douglas and he mm -hmm. is a, a really interesting person he's a transformational coach how did you find sean douglas yeah so sean is another one life person so we met at, a, at one life conferences and he's a big supporter of one life just like we are and yeah we, we recently got to see him do his ted talk in wilmington which was really cool yeah yeah that was a good talk i saw the video so yeah. um so wait a minute let's I want to tie back around to, so you came up with your charm system. So then you, I guess, <clears throat> contacted Hal Elroyd again and to see if you could write a book about it. How did oh, that right. Yeah. So I never really finished that story. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we saw Hal speak in 2014 at One Life and then flash forward to the 2015 One Life conference. He again was the keynote. My husband and I had jumped full force back in we were both presenters and on the first night they have like a presenters welcome reception and so I actually got to meet Hal and I just went up to him and said hey I want to thank you for writing the miracle morning we've been practicing it as a family and it's really changed the way we react to each other in the morning and he was kind of blown away he's like wait your kids do it he's <laughs> like, my kids don't do it he's like that's cool like how'd you get them to do it I'm like they wanted to, like they saw us doing it and they wanted to be part of it. And he's like, that's so cool. And then um, he told me he was kind of working on a, a kid's book and our kids were at the conference. So I was like, hey, would you meet Tyler tomorrow? Like he has this little affirmation book that he made. And, you know, I think it would be really cool if, if he could meet you. He's like, absolutely, bring him to breakfast. So, um, I brought Tyler to breakfast and he's saying his homemade affirmations to oh, Hal Elrod and Hal's like, this is the coolest thing. He's like, can I take pictures of this? And he's like, I'm like, yeah. He's like, I want to feature you guys in some sort of project. Like, this is awesome. Wow. I'm like, okay. And then two weeks later, I woke up with these poems in my head about how to explain the charms to kids. And I sent it to Hal and I was like, hey, if you find this useful, please use it. And he wrote back the next day, like, Hey, do you want to write a miracle morning series book with me? I'm like, um, I was thinking like a picture book. But <laughs> <laughs> he's like, sure. Uh, I'm like, he's like, it's okay. I wasn't a writer either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sure. I'll write a book. And 
So that was kind of how it happened. <laughs> that is really amazing. And you know what? I want to freeze frame here because like this show is really like replenishing moms, but here is like a story of how you, you know, sometimes what we need to replenish ourselves is just to know that we're, that all the pieces of our family are working well and everything's integrated. And like you said in the beginning, that our kids are not excuses for us to stop being great. So I like the way, you know, this is a perfect example of how you rejuvenated yourself and energized yourself and you um, like incorporated your family and your children. And that that's really beautiful because it gets lost sometimes because sometimes we feel like we have to be over here to feel better. But then, you know, there's some people that they, you know, they're not those type of people and they really need to, you know, have it all integrated. So I really love that. Thank you. And I think how- that is a huge compliment. Because <laughs> that, I mean, in the book, one of the P's of parenting, we call it, is purposefulness. And in that chapter, we kind of talk about our decision to homeschool and why we made that choice. And you know, how it fits in with our family values. And so I, I just take that as a huge compliment that you recognize it. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I think, but this is something that I think other women need to recognize too, because, um, you know, you don't have to be a homeschooler, but still like motherhood is kind of played, downplayed as like not something that's really important and something that is mm-hmm. draining and you just make it so beautiful and amazing and um, and part of your actual values. And we all aspire to make it part of our values, right? Like that would give it lip service, but you're like embodying that. So I wanna mm-hmm. praise that. And I wanna elevate that too for our listeners and viewers so that they can see there is a way to make that happen. So mm-hmm. I, I think this is a good lead into my next question. So we're in the month of love, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you um, teach your children um, self-love, right? Because mm-hmm. all these things are great, but somewhere along the line, their peers are going to have more influence than you, right? Mm-hmm. So they have to have a sense of self in order to maintain. So what are you, what are you doing with that? Yeah, so uh, recently we actually made this poster in our house and it says, what do McCarthy's do when they're at their best? And Mm -hmm. we had this big brainstorm and, you know, we got the kids involved too. And they're like, oh, we play in the snow. (laughs) You know, I'm like, great. Yeah, we're playful. We have fun together. Um, You know, and they're like, we give back. So, you know, they, they understand that service is a part of what we do every day and, you know, that that could be as simple as smiling at someone, or it could be as big as, you know, raising money for a cause. And um, what were some of the other things on there? Um, You know, we tell the truth. Mm -hmm. And we're honest with each other, even if, you know, sometimes the the truth can hurt, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? But, you know, in that honesty is, is clarity and is connection. If we're not honest with each other, um, there's nothing there. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and we just talked about respect and, you know, how 
us as parents need to respect the kids and vice versa. And, you know, what is respect? What does that look like? And, you know, because even in our kids' affirmations, like some of their affirmations are pretty big words for a nine and a five-year-old. And so every once in a while, we'll just kind of stop and be like, you know, what does mature mean to you, Ember? Like, because that's one of her affirmations is I'm mature. Cause she really is mature for her age at five, but you know, she's still a normal five-year-old. <laughs> right. So I'll stop her and I'll be like, what, you know, what do you think that word means? And so then we get to have a conversation about maturity and, you know, is some behavior that she's exhibiting right now fit into that category or not. <laughs> <laughs> you know and sometimes mommy has behaviors that don't fit into that category right yeah let's be so honest I think in our house like self-love and respect it's all a two-way street like um in our house we have a rule that you can't have any electronic time until your miracle morning is done and so that goes from mom and dad too and we get called out all the time <laughs> you know? like i'll be on my phone in the morning and I was like mom did you do your miracle morning I'm like, uh i'm doing it <laughs> like that's why i'm on my phone i'm reading an article <laughs> like, sure, <mom." laughs> i love that that's great and you know you you said something um about the truth and speaking your truth and I find in working um, with women, that's one thing that as we get older, we kind of lose that. And that is very much a part of self-love is just speaking your truth and being honest. Um, some of the women I work with, they say that they're afraid of how telling the truth and being honest is going to affect their relationships. But you made a great point. It does hurt, but it's like, it allows the relationship to really blossom and grow, right? And evolve. Mm -hmm. And you get to know each other so much better when you just tell the truth. And, and you feel so much better when you speak the truth, right? You're respecting your, your own thoughts, your own heart. And, um, and that's just an avenue for, for someone to love you better and more. So I, I, I think a lot of times too we build up this reaction that they're going to have to our truth that isn't even true. <laughs> you know, like it, fabrication. We, yeah, we just make it right. Up. We fabricate these ideas. And then when we actually tell them the truth, they're like, Oh, it's no big deal. Or, you know, they have a completely different reaction than we're imagining in our minds. And then we're like, why didn't I just tell you that? <laughs> right. Or yeah. on the, or, you know, or we'll start harboring these resentments and anger towards the other person because we think they're going to have this reaction that they may or may not even have. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> I should have just told you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I love that. And um, that's, that's great that you're really inculcating that from the beginning. So what... Um, I guess what was really your light bulb mo moment and when did you realize that um, this is something that is really important to share with other parents? I mean, you had the opportunity with the book and everything, but I'm sure now you're doing workshops and to promote the book. So like, tell me more about that. Yeah, um, well, I think Mike and I have started integrating our businesses a lot more 
lately. So he owns this men's mastermind group called Go Abundance. And so off of that, we've started Fan Abundance. So now we invite um, the, the guys' wives and their kids for like three-day little workshop retreats. And we just had one in Steamboat in January. And it's just so fun to have the whole family growing together and we bring in speakers and, you know, we do live miracle mornings every morning at the workshops and it's really fun. And it, <laughs> like I've met some of our best friends through, um, through go abundance. And then, um, so I'm actually planning the wives trip, which will be in April which is the first one we're doing, and I'm super excited about it. <laughs> Congratulations. Where is it going to be? It's going to be in Scottsdale, Arizona. Oh, oh, wait, when is it? Uh, April 13th through the 16th. Ooh, nice. You know I'm going to be in Arizona that time, right? Oh, really? Yeah, but know. I'm going to be in Sedona. I don't think that's terribly mm -hmm. far, right? So, it's like two hours. Okay. okay. I, I actually am coming the 14th through the 22nd and I'm doing the conference the next weekend, the 20th to the 22nd. So oh, nice. <laughs> interesting. Nice. Okay. So it's just for the wives. Yeah. So you, they kind of have to be a, a wife of a GoBundance member to come on the trip, unfortunately. <laughs> That's okay. Cool. <laughs> Oh, okay. So are you going to be, Scottsdale, are you going to be in the desert or you're going to be at one of the retreat centers around there? Um, just a hotel in, in Scottsdale and we're going to go hiking and horseback riding and yeah, have spa treatments. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm bringing in uh, a friend of mine who, her name's Kelly Clements. And she's an entrepreneurial spousal coach. So she coaches the spouses of entrepreneurs. And that's what most of the women on the trip are. And, you know, kind of like you were saying before, most of us are stay-at-home moms. And, you know, I really want to elevate that position and make us feel empowered. And, um, you know, that we have a lot of value to our families and our husbands, you know, because we are stay-at-home parents and holding down the fort they get to go do what they do and um, you know so it I just feel like I want us to bring out our strengths in that and recognize those in each other and lift each other up so yeah that is very very important and this this kind of reminds me of um, the idea of what I call sisterhood because um, when when I went overseas, I saw like the way the women would just rally around and help each other. You know, their husbands would go off to work and they would, you know, immediately my mother-in-law's house was like filled with like five or six women. I'm like, whoa, what's happening? And we have a party. And it wasn't even like that. It's like one had a garden, she'd bring, you know, food fresh from her garden. One had chicken, she'd bring a fresh chicken. And one, you know, was making clothes and just, you know, it was like, you know, and it's um, a different kind of empowerment because like there, you know, people don't have, what do you call it? Like uh, appliances, a lot of appliances. Mm -hmm. So, um, and here we're in our house alone with appliances and our kids. 
which is nerve wracking. I found out when I came back home, I was like, Oh my God, I'm alone. I like never realized it before, you know? (laughs) And so what you're saying is like, you're really alone, but you're holding down the fort and you're taking care of the business of the family and of the household. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Without your husband being there. And uh, sometimes you don't feel appreciated, not necessarily by your husband, but just, you know, by it. Right. Yeah. I, I love that you're doing that. So beautiful. And there's, you know, I like seeing that a lot of different um, types of women are doing these things. So, but you do still have your own business, right? And I'm sure that some of um, these women, they have their own businesses as well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them do, some of them don't. And uh, yeah, I mean, my business is basically the book, promoting the book. and um, Which is a I big do, deal. Yeah. It's which, not, that's no small <laughs> task at all. Yeah, so I, I've been doing a lot of podcast interviews, and um, I also do a couple, I, I do the One Life Fully Live conferences. I usually run some of the kids, because now we've started inviting children to that conference, so there's a whole separate kids' room where they have their own curriculum, and I come in and do a live charm session with them, and I make vision boards with them, and it's really fun. <laughs> I like that. So where can um, women find out or where can families find more about your, um, your program, what you're doing and, and become part of it? And do they have to be local to you, by the way? Um, not necessarily. I mean, I don't really do a whole lot of conferences, but uh, I definitely, I'm always at the One Life conferences. There's two a year. There's one in Philadelphia in June. And there's one in October in California. So I'm always at those two places. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely open if somebody wants to say, hey, you want to come do this? I would be up for it. But um, I don't really seek that, those opportunities out too much. So. Okay. But you can find me on my website. It's uh, gratefulparent.com. And okay. there's a little link to contact me on there. Yeah, so I'm going to make sure that they, um, the links to your website so people can find out more about what you're all about and to purchase your book or if they want to book you for their podcasts or have you come <laughs> to a book signing. So we'll make sure that all that information is available below the link for this audio and for the video. Um, so I, I just want to talk a little bit more about how is it, Um, so your, your oldest one, Tyler, he was 18 months when you started this. He's nine now, right? No, no, no. no. He, he was six when we started. Oh, he was six. Yeah. So it's it's only been. (laughs) He was 18 months at the first One Life conference we went to. Uh (laughs) I see. I see. So, but how have you seen him evolve and change and what has it done for your parenting with your second child? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think both of our kids are super compassionate people. And I think it's because we built that service into their every day. And the biggest thing I always tell people is that it's changed the conversation in our household. So instead of in the morning being like, where are your shoes? And, you know, running around like, where's the stuff you need? Like, did you eat? Now I just, all I have to say is, did you do your charms? And, Uh you know, we get to go through those 
six things and it's like, okay, what did you do for creativity? And they get to either say, oh, I made a paper airplane. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> you know, like maybe we could uh, do something a little more creative today. <laughs> you know, and it, it also just changes the questions that I've asked. So, you know, or it, like those are our values, creativity, health, affirmations, reading, meditation, and service. So I can be like, hey, are you making a healthy choice right now? And they understand what that means because we've talked about it and like, what are healthy choices? So I can just ask them questions throughout the day that are around the charms, you know, like, oh, you guys have a problem. How can we solve this creatively? You know, mm -hmm. and for affirmations, like, are you affirming the strengths you see in yourself or, and others? Like, no, <laughs> you know, wow. for reading, like, it's all about our love of learning. So like, what did you learn from that experience? Or how could we learn more about that if that's something you're interested in? And meditation for us is just being really mindful in the world. So, um, you know, are you being aware of your surroundings? In the book, we have these 12 different parenting profiles. And one of my favorites is from my friend, Tracy Osborne. And her tip is, instead of telling your kids to be careful, tell them, be aware. Because then, you know, if they're climbing on something and they could get hurt, instead of being like, oh, be careful, you know, then they start to think the world's a fearful place. Mm. And like, I need to be careful and walk around eggshells. But if you tell them, hey, be aware, you could get hurt doing that, then they're like, oh, you know, do I feel confident in my ability to climb this? Or maybe should I get down? <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah. I like yeah, and then the service piece is, you know, how can we serve? How can we be of service today? So I like changing the semantics, you know, and the vocabulary is so important. It really, really is. Um, yeah. Careful versus aware. That's like, that's quite an insight, you know. I know, like mm -hmm. with my three-year-old, she's like a natural gymnast. And she loves to climb almost anything. And, and sometimes, you know, like with my first one, right, of course, 17 years ago, I was freaking out about everything. I was just like, I can't take her to the playground. She jumps off the swing. So I just, you know, delegated that task to my husband. But now I'm watching my sixth one. And I'm like, so how, how are you doing? And she's like, I got this, mom. Don't worry. <laughs> you know? So, you know, I'm yeah. just looking, I mean, I'm just seeing the difference that vocabulary makes. So that's beautiful. And that, you know, for people with younger kids listening to this, you need to get this book because it looks like it's going <laughs> to make life so much easier and um, definitely like looks like stress-free parenting, even if you're not a homeschooling parent. So I, I really appreciate that you have, um, you know, taken the time to like document your journey and put it into a book for us, you know, mm -hmm. and to help other parents and to really elevate um, or alleviate all the pains of parenting, <laughs> right? I mean, if you look at yourself. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, we still have crazy, hectic mornings sometimes. Oh, yeah. oh, yes. like, yeah. You know, where are your shoes? <laughs> um, but the, the Miracle Morning definitely 
has made mornings so much more joyful in our house. And, you know, I think it also just lays this expectation for our kids that they understand what they have to do in the morning. And so it's not a fight. It's not, you know, it, these are just our values. This is what we do in the morning. It's how we wake up. And, you know, the more and more they understand that, hopefully, I mean, they're only nine and five yet. This is still a grand experiment, right? <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm hoping as they grow into teenagers and adults that they'll look back on this and be like, man, my parents gave me such a gift. They will. I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, kids feel safe with clear cut boundaries and mm -hmm. that's what you've got going there, you know, with the, the values being instilled every moment of every day. And, um, and I can say people are on 10 year cycles. So in 10 years, <laughs> they, they are just going to be more eloquent with it, if anything. So yeah, be encouraged. Thank you so <laughs> much for being here. So are there, I want to just ask you one last question. What are the three main takeaways you would like for our listeners and viewers today? Oh man. Um, well, people ask me a lot, like, how do I get my kids to do this? And I don't like that question. <laughs> I know. I hate that it's like, question. I don't, I don't get them to do it. Like, <laughs> they're expected to do it. Yes. But, um, the thing I tell parents is just keep it really playful. Like they'll want to do it if it's fun. Yes. And so that's like my number one tip. If you want tips for around the charms too, another great tip is combine them. Like we often do health and affirmations together or service and reading. Like Tyler will read to Ember because she doesn't know how to read yet. And uh, so that, that's a good tip. And I don't know if I have a third one. <laughs> Those are powerful, just the two. I mean, it doesn't have to be three takeaways. Technically, number two is three, right? Because yeah. <laughs> you're combining the charms. So I love that. Yeah, keep it playful. That is, that is paramount to enjoying life. Absolutely. Yeah. So, <laughs> thank you so make much. Make it fun. Yeah, make it fun. Because then life is worth living always. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I appreciate your time this morning. I know it's a lot earlier for you than it is for me. But... Um, I hope that you have an amazing day. Thank you, you too. Thank you.